Welcome to the You Can Man podcast, episode 63. I'm Josh. I'm Tim. And I'm Dave. And on this week's episode, remember. Hi guys, welcome back to the You Can Man podcast, where we believe what one man can do, you can do as well, with the proper know-how and a little help from your friends. This week is Memorial Day week, and so we're going to be talking about the ultimate sacrifice that our armed forces, men and women, have given to us that we may enjoy freedom in this greatest country on the face of the earth. Amen. America. So we're going to be talking a little bit about that. But guys, how has your week been? I'm going first. Please Josh, do. go. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, I don't even know the ramifications of this. I'm guessing none. Here we go. I think, you know, when the whole COVID thing kicked off, I think I talked on the what podcast. What is that? COVID? I've never heard yeah, of that. It's also coronavirus. Okay. Um, oh, okay. So, when this whole thing kicked off, I think we talked about, I thought I had it. Like, I thought I had it back early March before everything went nuts. Because I rarely get sick. I was sick for like 10 days, lost my taste and smell, like 100% loss of taste and smell. Anyway, last week, I went and got me myself an antibody test. Oh, you can get those now? Yeah. Just I didn't anybody? even know. Like, I mean, I knew some places were doing them, but I never knew which one or whatever. I went to the chiropractor, <laughs> shout out, and just brought it up in conversation. Like, hey, I'm, I'm looking for... They get an antibody test whenever they're available. Wait, you really said that to the chiropractor? Yeah. Okay. And then he just like kind of felt your back and he's, he's like, like, yeah, you got yeah, it. I think you have Well, he, he actually cured me. <laughs> um, just kidding. Uh, so, no, but he's like, hey, the urgent care like right next door is doing them. So, as soon as my appointment was ended, I just drove straight over, a little blood draw. Two days later, got my results. COVID positive. What? Yeah. Really? Dang. Yeah. We're an early adopter. Now, yeah. wait a second. I had it before it was cool. Yeah. So you're pretty sure that you got it then. You're positive. What are you talking about? Well, I'm just saying maybe that wasn't what you had, but you... but you. Oh, I was no, I've, I haven't been sick at all any other time. Because is, the, is it not possible to have the antibody and not have had it? No. It's no. Not. Okay. Hold on mind. a second. No, no, no. S- something it, we got to talk about is around that time... I had to I had to call in sick to the to the podcast because I had like a cold or a sinus infection or something. I lost my voice. I didn't sound right. And I'm pretty certain that my fellow co-hosts were giving me a hard time <laughs> behind my back. Come to find out a uh, picture of health over here yeah. is flipping down okay, with the coronavirus. Not enough to call out of a podcast. Well, <laughs> so Josh, I think you, we're all, I think we're on a hiatus at that point. Okay, I'm, so I don't know. No judgment. I don't know how all this stuff works, but let me explain it. Okay. I'm a doctor <laughs> and an epidemiologist. <laughs> Uh, but you would have been here with us when you done had the COVID. No, I'll tell you what no. happened. He he, it, you pitched to our sons in our son's baseball game. That's the Sunday, and then that Sunday night you got sick. I remember it. Yeah, and so oh. it was the week they. Sh- I mean, it was like the week before they started like shutting everything down. Right. So, yeah, I could have been. I could have been symptomatic, and this is like the whole ramification thing. But I think the horse is out of the barn. I didn't even want to mention it at work and stuff because what if someone had died in my office and like I was in the office? Yeah, your patient zero for Dang. that office. Yeah, yeah. But I think I mean, nobody at your house got sick, no right? Don't know. Kristen um, actually went to 
she gave her blood yesterday because she's curious. Because it takes I two days, two to five is okay. what that one place said. Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't self quarantine because well, I didn't. We didn't even really know. Like, I went to the doctor on the tail end of when I was sick because it was like a ten day. And they something. just said you had the flu, and she's like, "You likely are just on the back end of the flu." And so just take care of yourself. I was still like running. I went running that morning that I woke up with it. Okay, I, you're a real I'm hero. Looking, I'm just All looking right. at the calendar. I went run, run. Like three more times. <laughs> I felt terrible. Like had the whole muscle fatigue. Anyway, not judging anybody else. And I'm not saying it was bad. It was bad for me. Someone who doesn't really get sick ever. It was like the worst thing I've had in a bunch of years. So pretty bad. But totally had it. Wow. Dang. I think I also caught it at a conference, by the way. Because like the week earlier... Were you out of town or was that in town? It was in town. I specifically remember shaking a dude's hand and they had just started telling everybody like, you probably don't want to be shaking hands right now. Mm. Uh, and then you licked your hand. Yeah, you know, but he just looked, he looked sick. It like after rough. I shook his hand, I was like, I probably should not have done that. Anyway, we can speculate all we want, but I had, I have COVID antibodies. So they have asked me. Can, to give can my you, blood. Yeah, can you, can you inject your blood into mine? Yeah, can we not like tap into each Not straight one-to-one. That's one. weird. But yeah, I have to, I don't have to, but if I give blood, it's a plasma thing. They hook you up like one tube in, one tube out. Get my plasma so they can help other people out. So nice. You're going to do your Tom Hanks, to do right? Yes. I'm going to be a hero just like Tom Hanks. That's America's dad. How dare you? <laughs> okay. I've been top that. Yeah, no, I'm not going to be able to. Still working on my loft beds for my girls. Pretty sure we've mentioned that. I'm, I'm yes. trying to trying to distinguish what we've mentioned on the Facebook group versus right. on the actual podcast. So I'm pretty sure that I did say that. It's looking good. I've seen it in person. It just keeps kind of going and going. Uh, well, now you're into the detail. Yeah, work. I did the electrical today. And I FaceTimed Josh twice to navigate through the electrical stuff because I do not know that stuff. So he set me straight, got that worked out. So they'll be able to reach up and turn their light, their individual lights off and on. Oh, that's like a hotel. Oh, no, it's exactly like that. It's and, like one of those micro hotels in Japan. And they'll each have their <laughs> own little outlet and it's tucked away in their little cubby. Nice. So it's... It's, it's pretty magical. It's be legit. I mean, it pretty much is. A so nearby now, outlet, that's uh that's a huge call right there. Yeah. And I ran it up through the wall. My youngest, my four year old Clara, helped me fish the line up through the Ooh. wall. Ooh. Yep. That's what kids are good I have, for. I have a picture of her pulling the line Got up the for fish me. tape out. <laughs> yep. It's perfect. So now I'm just trying to figure out how to like wrap these posts. Josh actually looked at that as well. But I'm uh, yeah. I went to Home Depot today and I was like I needed one by five. Well, they only have one by five by eight. That's all they, and I got oh. nine foot ceilings, of oh, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I'm like, great. Do I get a one by six and rip it down? Do I go to an actual lumber yard, try to find it? I don't know. So it's just now I'm back to the drawing board to try to figure out how to trim the whole thing out. That's how to tough. trim the whole thing out. And it's, it's where those it's guys crazy. make their money, like the Keystone Carpenter. His trim work is amazing because yeah. it takes time. Yeah, but I'll tell you, th these beds are stout. I'm I'm fully confident that <laughs> about your, your 60, 60 pound children. No, oh, I mean, they won't even know it's there. Like it's it, the it's the floor. It's a floor. There's a load bearing wall now. An yeah. additional load bearing wall. <laughs> oh, it's in, it's incredible. It really is. I need, so, go, I need to go check it out. Yeah, for sure. So I got that, and then still continuing to work on my running. I'm I'm very close to about a sub seven minute mile. Fleet of foot. Yeah. Rather so, fleet. 
I mean, all that counts is over one mile. You keep sending us two mile times. I I think that you've got to do two miles to say that. I respect I that. Know. I do respect that. I don't know. Maybe I should not just official, stop it but in a I do mile. respect it. I just figure, what kind of workout are you getting in like seven minutes? Yeah, that's not not a whole lot going on there. Yeah, <laughs> not really. Anyways, yeah, Dave, if you did like ten of those, then you're working yeah, out. Yeah, right, Dave. What's up? Uh, this weekend, I think I did a record time for uh, changing some brakes. Changed the brakes on my wife's car. Did the the back, and I t- it only took like four and a half hours this time. And so I was like, <laughs> that's pretty good. And whose uh, floor jack did you end up using? That's a Dave? good. That's a good question. I have my own floor jack, but I couldn't find the handle for it. I'm pretty sure my kid used it like as a sword, and it's under the house now or something. <laughs> so. A jack's not very good if you don't have the handle to jack the jack up with. And so I asked my buddy Josh, or I think I asked both of you. I was like, hey, who's got a jack I can use? Josh like, Josh did a standard thing where he's like, yeah, I'll leave it on the curb for you. I've literally never borrowed. <laughs> I'll leave it outside. I do I've not want to see you. I've never borrowed a tool from Josh that he actually handed well, to here's me and the said, thing. hey, buddy, how's your day going? We've always had. <laughs> he just leaves it out for me. We've always had like a sub one-year-old in the house. And like, you never know nap schedules. I don't know when Dave's going to show I'm up. I'm not quietly like. Ring the doorbell. Yeah, anyway. Super quiet. Anyway, so awesome. I tried Josh's jack out. It wouldn't go up tall enough for you know my jacked up toyota highlander uh so i had a bar tims i didn't even know because i've only used that jack on my lexus so i, I don't trust i didn't problem. trust i didn't trust either one of them because they were very clearly both purchased at harbor freight <laughs> whatever i ain't getting into that thing harbor freight no it's just the jack stands that are dangerous mm. is that really a thing no, yeah. Someone hasn't been on the Facebook. Group. Yeah, if you'd follow our own <laughs> Facebook, that was group. a long time ago. No, no. Somebody just posted it. Maybe what a week and a half yeah. ago. Yeah, that's, a long, that's a long time. Maybe ago. a week ago about uh, a recall on Harbor Freight jack stands. Snap. I do not have Harbor Freight jack stands. I just have a jack. Pretty sure I've got. I think you've got my jack stands. I do. Uh, did we split I'm interested those? that you called them your jack stands because we you paid for them. I can't remember how that all worked out, but <laughs> you were you're like, going to house them. You said the you, just, you said just keep them at your house, and I was like, okay. I do that all the time with my friend Brandon. He's got so much of my stuff that I'm you just like, I just leave it here. I, I want to buy this, but I I I don't want to have it at my house. So he's got an <laughs> engine hoist of mine. He's got that makes sense. Jack stands that doesn't make. He's sense. got a, a sandblasting cabinet. Over there. So before I organized my garage, it did make sense. Well, you can have your jack stands because I'm pretty certain you paid. That was a weird day. You bought the jack stands. We we're going to change both our brakes. We ended up only doing mine. And then you said you can keep the jack. I was like, what is going on here? Yeah. Like we only do my whatever. I was in the zone. All right. Well, that was good catching up, guys. So let's transition to talking about Memorial Day. This is obviously a very more serious topic. I first kind of wanted to say, too, like, what's with saying Happy Memorial Day? Yeah, you don't say Happy Memorial Day. You don't. I mean, people mean well, but you don't. I'm not going to judge anybody for doing it, but not Because I feel like half the people that say that, well, let me just say this. I legitimately think that maybe... I'm going to say a solid 35 to 40% of the country has no idea what Memorial Day is about. Right. I mean, a lot of people will say, you know, veterans, thank you for your service yeah. and that kind of and, stuff. And you're like, well, no, this is, that's Veterans <laughs> Day. People Memorial that, Day is for soldiers who have given the ultimate sacrifice. Right. People who have died defending our country. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So if you don't know that, that Veterans Day is for living members of the military well, or veteran, those who have served in the past. Yeah, I kind of view Veterans Day as kind of a both and. 
it, yes. it, it's for living and the, and remembering yep. those who have fallen. But Current memorial servicemen and past servicemen. Exactly, yeah. but Memorial Day is specifically about those who gave everything, gave their lives. Yep. So that's the difference, and I would agree. It's probably thirty percent, which is really sad. It's got to be. Yeah, maybe more. At least those who don't know the difference. What about the fi- like the fireworks on Memorial Day? How do you feel about that? Yeah, you know, right. I don't know because I'm thinking that's that's such an ingrained thing to celebrate our freedom, and honestly. I feel like those that have fallen, I, I don't know that they would, I, I think that they would be like, yeah. 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 I think, I think that's, a good, that's a good segue into the topic. Um, I'm a huge Jocko Willink fan. Um, and, you know, he talks about the importance, I mean, A, of this day. He, he led troops that lost their lives um, under his command and, you know, what he reiterates often is that you, you know, we're here to live so, because they can't, exactly. they're not here to live. And they would, you know, they would want us to do, they want us to remember them, but they would want us to celebrate our freedom yeah, and be grateful for what we have. It's just like, you know, when you lose someone that's close to you, you think they would not want me to be living in just sadness right. and they would want me to be living life. Yes. And I, I would think that the vast majority of those servicemen and women who gave their lives would want that for us Americans. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, I just I think it's important. And I mean, we were just talking before the show about how like some topics even around this holiday i'm gonna go ahead and call it out nike um i i have the nike app on my phone it was memorial day i went for a run on memorial day and nike little icon comes up they're like hey you want a badge and and these things come up randomly on like random holidays if you run on the holiday like thanksgiving you'll get a little turkey badge the icon pops up and i'm like oh cool like memorial day badge uh, congratulations on kicking off your summer with a run. I don't, I don't get that. I'm like, like what yeah. is, what is the Nike? Let's get it together. Like, yeah, it's Step on it up, Memorial guys. Day, and that's the badge you're going to give out. Not a whole lot of class there, in my opinion. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is a day. I mean, regardless of what you feel about like the current political situation. Yeah. This. If is- you if you wake up in America, you you have way more privilege than most people on planet earth like just the fact that you get to wake up in america every day and it's literally because people put their lives on the line back before you were born some just five years ago some today some 10 years ago world war ii vietnam whatever people that came before you sacrificed so that you can say whatever you want about whatever you want right in our country today and we should all be grateful for that Totally agree. Yeah. I mean, I was just randomly thinking, you know, talking about American privilege. I think I should do a segment one time about how rich we are, because everybody always has this conversation about the 1% in this country. And I'm like, you know what? You're the 1% of the world. Yes. If you're in America, you're 1% of the world. Yeah. When you look at the, the average incomes just worldwide, it is insane. If you are, if you wake up in this country you're 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 rich. I mean, you're pretty much one of the richest persons in the in the entire world. Yep. So we have a lot to be grateful for. We all the three of us know a bunch of veterans. None of us have served around this table. But man, I mean, almost every day, it's a good thing to try to think about. 
just how wonderful it is to be in this country and to remember those who gave the ultimate sacrifice. Yeah, I was remembering I visited a battlefield, uh, Moore's Creek. It's in North Carolina. And my I'm not going to I'm going to butcher the how many great, 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 greats. But it's basically the furthest I can go back in this country of my ancestry. And so Zachariah Harmon fought in the Revolutionary War. And so his name's on the roster and everything. And it was it was against actually not the British, but it was against Scottish loyalists. Interesting. So this I mean, think about that, too. I mean, you're basically fighting against. So that that was colonialists that were here. The Scottish, they were aligning themselves with the crown, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so they're fighting on behalf of the British. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he fought in this battle. And so I visited the battlefield. They had uh, redone the earthen works and stuff to kind of show you where everything was. And uh, yeah, it was just really cool visiting that. And then there was one other place that he may have fought in, but I don't have actual, like his name's not on the roster. But people think, yeah, he probably fought at this other mm-hmm. battle as well. Where'd you find this information? Uh, I mean, it's in a book and it had a bunch of rosters that he had um, researched. Yeah. So bottom line is, I mean, it's always a good time if you see veterans to say thank you. If you have contact with veterans to say thank you, even though this is not Veterans Day week. Remember, remember those who came before us, gave the ultimate sacrifice. Yeah. And there's one other of my family, my great uncle, John Castello, and he died in World War II. And he was the uh, the bottom turret gunner on the on the on the bombers. Wow. Do you remember Memphis Bell? Yep. That movie? Such a good movie. And so you guys remember that ball turret yep. uh, at the bottom of the plane. So he was there. And so he's actually buried in Arlington. And I got to visit his grave when I was there. I mean, that's been years ago, but that was really cool too. Crazy. I haven't hunted down any of that, quite that history in my family. Do it. Yeah, I have a great uncle. He passed away, World War II, Battle of the Bulge, I believe. For me, it's just spending the time. I I obviously never knew him, but uh, just thinking about people like that, people that were close to you or your family. Uh, I, I listen to my grandmother talk about them all the time. And so just respecting their, their sacrifice. Yeah. Right? One last thing I'll mention is, you know, for people who have lost somebody in battle uh, or in defense of our country, uh, every day is Memorial Day for those folks. So, yeah, that's a good point. You know, keep keep them in your thoughts and prayers and, you know, let them know that we're thinking about. Yeah. And think about about those people before on, you know, the next Memorial Day, Memorial Day, when all you post about is got my hot dogs on the grill, (laughs) hitting up the pool later, you know, that sort of thing. So, you know, let's let's have a little bit more respect. Yeah. Let's stratify our thoughts. Yeah. It's fun. I mean, they want us to celebrate. celebrate, celebrate the day, celebrate the fact that you have freedom because of the sacrifice but at the same time keep perspective so we'll be back after the break This episode is sponsored by 1776 United. 1776 United is a patriotic and historically inspired lifestyle brand. They make the best patriotic shirts and apparel on the market today. I personally own many of their products, and if you want to don patriotic gear without looking gaudy, check them out on Instagram, Facebook, and at 1776united.com.
for conspicuous gallantry and intrepidity at the risk of his life above and beyond the call of duty while serving as rifle squad leader, 4th Platoon Company K, 3rd Battalion, 7th Marines, Regimental Combat Team 7, 1st Marine Division on 14 April 2004. Corporal Dunham's squad was conducting a reconnaissance mission in the town of Karabala, Iraq, when they heard rocket-propelled grenade and small arms fire erupt approximately two kilometers to the west. Corporal Dunham led his combat anti-armor team towards the engagement to provide fire support to their battalion commander's convoy, which had been ambushed as it was traveling to Camp Yuseba. As Corporal Dunham and his Marines advanced, they quickly began to receive enemy fire. Corporal Dunham ordered his squad to dismount their vehicles and led one of his fire teams on foot several blocks south of the ambushed convoy. Discovering seven Iraqi vehicles in a column attempting to depart, Corporal Dunham and his team stopped the vehicles to search them for weapons. As they approached the vehicles, an insurgent leaped out and attacked Corporal Dunham. Corporal Dunham wrestled the insurgent to the ground and in the ensuing struggle saw the insurgent release a grenade. Corporal Dunham immediately alerted his fellow Marines to the threat. Aware of the imminent danger and without hesitation, Corporal Dunham covered the grenade with his helmet and body, bearing the brunt of the explosion and shielding his Marines from the blast. In an ultimate and selfless act of bravery in which he was mortally wounded, he saved the lives of at least two fellow Marines. By his undaunted courage, intrepid fighting spirit, and unwavering devotion to duty, Corporal Dunham gallantly gave his life for his country, thereby reflecting great credit upon himself and upholding the highest traditions of the Marine Corps and the United States Naval Service. So that was the official Medal of Honor citation uh, for Corporal Dunham that was awarded posthumously by President George W. Bush in a ceremony uh, in January of 2007. Jason Dunham was 22 years old from Sio, New York. Uh, he was the first Marine to earn a Medal of Honor since Vietnam. Wow. Uh, wow. And he is one of over 3,500 Medal of Honor recipients. Yeah, young, I mean, 22 years old. It's oh, incredible. Uh, commanding multiple fire teams. Uh, he actually hadn't been in the job that long. Um, I, it might have been only weeks that he had been appointed to his position. Um, and I came across this by, uh, mentioned the Jocko podcast earlier, but Jocko podcast number 203 has uh, his fellow Marines on the podcast, the guy's who he saved. Wow. Jocko had them on the podcast and they talk in depth for, I mean, they might, it might've been a three or four hour podcast, um, just about who he was and what he gave up. Um, some incredible things from that podcast were, you know, he was new to the job, would spend all day training his Marines when they, when they weren't out on patrol. Uh, and he'd have to stay up late at night to write the official, um, orders, I guess, for like the next day. And, um, his other Marines, like, even though he's only 22 years old, his other Marines would like bring him food while he's out like studying and writing up these documents. So they just had like tons of respect for him. And the wildest thing from that podcast for me was, you know, in the, in the citation here, it talks about the way he earned this medal of honor was putting his helmet on a grenade and then putting his body on that helmet. Well, before this incident, not and not a long time before, when they were in country, 
there was kind of like a campfire argument or discussion about what would you do if like a live grenade just like rolled out of your feet? Like, what would you do? And, you know, most of the guys were like, oh, you kick it away or you'd like pick it up and throw it away because they only have like three to five second fuses on them. So you you got like no time to do anything. And so the consensus seemed like, yeah, you just try to get rid of it. And uh, Jason Dunham was like, uh, no, you got to jump on that thing because you just don't have time. Oof. And, you know, there's wow. other people around and they were like, no, you're crazy. Like, you don't have time to do that. And he, he's like want to bet he's like i'll show you he goes away he he goes out like immediately there at this discussion and he brings back uh i think it was a grenade just not a live one or maybe it was like a dummy grenade and he said time me and i mean within a second he he had that thing covered up and was on the ground because he had practiced that Whoa. like he had practiced what he was gonna do like getting his helmet off of his head, getting it onto the ground. Anyway, that's just the, the kind of guy he was um, and just an incredible story. The military also named a naval ship after him, uh, the USS Jason Dunham. Uh, so he has a, I think, a destroyer class ship out there named after him. It's also a book about a story, The Gift of Valor, came out not you know just a couple years uh, after um, the incident. And then there's also a crowdfunded documentary out there called the gift. So if you okay. have any of that, you know, well, good deal. I think we should make out. this a regular segment every once in a while, just kind of do one of these medal of honor citations would be really good. Not only the medal of honor stories are amazing, but there's just amazing people, you know, acts of bravery in, in every battle that go on every day sure. um, that, that our troops are out there. And these aren't, it's not a movie. Like this sounds like a movie and you're, you right. can kind of detach and be like, oh man, that's like a superhero guy. No, 22 year old kid from New York, regular dude, just doing extraordinary things. And, and this happens every day um, with our troops. And it happened every day in the past that, you know, you got to think, you know, these people have families, they're real and we always need to think about that when we hear stories like this. For sure. All right, that's going to do it for this week's podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we will catch you guys next time. Okay.